good. Happy Volunteers Sunday to everybody. What a great Sunday to be in church. Come on in. I get the privilege of sharing with you for just a few moments uh, as we wrap up Volunteer Sunday. And while we're honouring volunteers, give it up for the band. Amazing. You know, uh, it's not ju- they're not just a band, right? They're a worship team and they bring their hearts to worship every Sunday. And I think it's an incredible, incredible thing. Uh, thank you, guys. You're amazing. So happy Volunteer Sunday to everybody. Uh, can I take, I suppose, this moment uh, to say how grateful I am that I get to do life uh, with people like yourselves. Every single person who serves in any capacity, in any space, I am truly, truly grateful for you. You don't know how many times I honestly wake up in the morning, see some of your faces and go, man, I am so thankful for them. I am so thankful that they come and they serve and they give their hearts and all that they do. And, uh, and I'm the privileged one to be able to do it with them. So I just honour you guys. I'm just so grateful for you. But I would be lying if I told you that I got along with everybody all of the time. Shock horror. Um, I, I think, you know, name any team, name any friendship group that got along all the time, all together, right? Uh, friends don't, churches don't, families certainly don't, uh, and, uh, and, and teams are no different because people bug people, right? People infuriate and irritate people. People offend people. And you know, sometimes when I'm in those spaces, which you know, maybe I'm the only one, but when I'm there, I think, oh, bless them, hug them, squeeze them really tight. Like really tight. No, I don't think that. No, that was just a lie. <laughs> no. Um, you know, no one is immune to this. They, they bug me, they inspire me, they challenge me, they humble me, they correct me. And when I'm in those moments, God is so gracious <laughs> and he's so kind And he reminds me of many things. He reminds me first, well, just take a big dose of humility, will you? You're not the easiest to get along with all of the time. I don't want to see anybody laughing right now. I don't want to see anybody nudging. (laughs) You're not the easiest person to get along with all of the time. So just remember that. And of course, God does that in love. He's very gracious and very kind. He also reminds me that you don't know the battle that they're facing, You don't know what fight they're fighting right now and you have no idea the circumstance around their reaction, their response, their decision. So just exercise a little empathy in this moment. Will you, Carrie? Yes, God, I'll exercise empathy. (laughs) He also reminds me, particularly, I guess, in a church team context, that's volunteer teams across the board. He also reminds me, hey, you didn't choose them. I chose them. I called them in to this team for my purposes and I've got something that only they can give just the way that I chose you. I remember Pastor Brennan sharing this insight with me a few years ago. He said, Jesus didn't choose his team. I guess if you look in the Gospels, you kind of think, well, of course he did. You see those occasions where he's walking along and he called Matthew or he called Mark. But actually what was really happening in the background was God was saying that one. Yep, that one. Talk to that one. Call that one. Because he knew what was ahead and he knew who he needed to outwork his purposes and was calling them in and was working on them to work together as a team. 
And that's exactly what he does in every single church across Australia, across the globe, and particularly here at Civic Church. He is calling people into this spiritual house to build his church. He's calling them onto his team. He's calling them to play a part in his body, just like you and just like me. No easy task, right? Who wants that job? (laughs) Um, Different people, different backgrounds, different perspectives. We need his help. Oh gosh, we need his help to do this, just like his disciples did. But he will help us because he understands the power of oneness. That's right, oneness, the state of being one. So this morning, I just want to share a few moments while we've got the last few moments together, and I just want to talk a little bit about the power of of oneness. You know, unity and this sense of oneness are values really close to God's heart. Jesus proves this when he uh, prays for all of us in John 17. He says, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you uh, are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Jesus was speaking of a future that was as real to him in the present this time where the church, his body, uh, his, his body of believers would be one with him, one in faith, one in heart, one in cause, just as he and the Father were one. We know that God is a triune God, God the Father, God the Son in Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. They coexist, they're co-equal, and they are co-creators that live in this wonderful, loving, perpetuating community forever. Three distinct persons, but one essence. And this is the kind of unity and the kind of oneness that Jesus is praying that we would know right here sitting in Civic 2022. First, that we would know this oneness with him, that each of us would have a real, genuine relationship with our Father through Jesus, that we would know him in a personal and real way, but also that we would be one with one another to be this incredible demonstration of unity to the world. This is the kind of unity and sense of oneness that we proactively cultivate in our teams here at Civic. We talk a lot about being holistic. This idea of it's never just about the one, it's it's never just about me and my role, but it's always mindful of the whole, always thinking of the bigger picture. We take this ownership and we take this right sense of pride in the breadth and the depth of everything that we do across the board here at Civic. Strip away titles and roles. Kerry Christian, who comes to Civic Church, is so excited that Civic Kids are at the movies today. You're going to see some cool photos of kids dressed up in their favourite movie characters, and they're having a blast up there. Pastor Andrew's wearing a onesie to church. I mean, that's pretty cool. Jared's not so impressed. (laughs) 
Uh, but, you know, I'm excited that Civic Kids are having such a ball up there. I want to know how Civic Assist are going with their winter warmth appeal. I want to know, you know, what are they needing? I want to proactively be a part of that because I'm in this. If there's a problem with people feeling lonely in the foyer after church on a Sunday, it's not, it's not anybody else's problem but mine. I want to be a part of this solution because I'm part of this church. I'm one in heart and in cause and in spirit. And though we have oodles and myriads of expressions, we're one. And we're all here for this one cause, the cause of Christ. We're this living spiritual body made up of all different parts, absolutely. But they're all doing their share, working together for this united cause, just like what the Apostle Paul wrote about in Ephesians 4. In the Amplified, verse 16 says, From him, Christ, the whole body, the church in all its various parts, joined and knitted firmly together by what every joint supplies, each, uh, when each part is working properly, causes the body to grow and mature, building itself up in unselfish love. And I think you can apply this verse uh, two ways, uh, which really encompasses every single person listening to my voice today or perhaps catching up uh, later on in the week. You can apply that as Paul's talking to the church, you and me, the body of believers. While we are absolutely thrilled uh, when people come on board to serve on teams, there's room for you. Take this as a nudge, somebody. We take volunteers, shameless plugs, Volunteers Sunday, had to do it. We take volunteers from tweens right up until in their 80s. And we've got, I feel like I'm selling something now, (laughs) and we've got a spot for you. Um, But we really do, and we love, absolutely love when people come on board in whatever capacity they can. But while we love that, we equally love when the church is just doing what the church was born to do, organically care for one another, uh, pray for each other, support one another, practically help one another. Can I say this really clearly? Church, we give you full permission to be the church today. <laughs> That's like the, la- the only thing you get from this message then. Please take that. We give you full permission to just be the body of Christ We love that, and this is what Paul is talking about. But he's also addressing volunteering very specifically in areas of passion and proficiency. Just like what we've talked about, we believe God is building his house. He's calling the ones in. It's his shots. It's his team. He's calling them in to serve whatever part they've got to play as he is building his house. And both of those applications speak to this power of oneness. God is knitting us together through the power of the Holy Spirit. Anybody enjoy knitting? This is probably good weather, actually, to sit down and have a knit. Uh, Mum was, was prolific at it when we were kids, uh, but my sisters and I were more needlepoint, uh, so we liked the cross stitches and the long stitches, and some of the young people are looking at me like, what are you talking about? This is gibberish. We don't know what this is. Oh, guys, you're missing out on so much. Sunday afternoon fun. Um, But cross-stitch, I used to really enjoy cross-stitch. I actually bought this cross-stitch and it's been sitting in the cupboard because it's way too complicated for me. What was I thinking? I haven't picked up a needlepoint in like forever. But anyway, if anybody would like this, please throw your hand up. I'll throw this to you. It's a lovely A through to, yeah, you want it? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I'm going to throw it. Is that okay? I'm going to try and aim. Oh, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. (laughs) All right. 
the thing about cross-stitch, and you'll find this, uh, the thing about, maybe, maybe you'll find this out, I don't know. Yeah, after I give you, that's great. Um, the thing about cross-stitch uh, is that when you're doing it, you know, when you flip it over and you look at the back, all you see is this mess of interlocking knots, like of just, you know, the separate colours and it's just all, it's just a big mess. But when you turn it over to the proper side, what do you see? This beautiful masterpiece. All the colours are blending together and it just looks like one awesome picture. You'll see that. Hopefully you'll get to the end. You won't give up. Stick to the picture. Um, And this is the kind of uh, imagery that Paul is using when he says knitted together. It gives this picture of interlocking knots. And when we're in unity and thinking holistically, we're not focused on those individual knots. We're not just looking at my area. I'm a youth leader or I play guitar or I'm in coffee. We don't do that. We look at the bigger picture. What am I doing to serve the greater picture? We're not building our individual kingdoms. We're serving and building the wider kingdom. So here's Ephesians 4, another way. Because of Christ, we can all unite through the power of the Holy Spirit to play our part in His church, helping it become what it's meant to be, active, mature, holistic, and loving. Don't you love those words? This is what oneness looks like in real life. This is how oneness is expressed and outworked. We're active. This is individually and as a church. We're active, which means we're participating. We're active in our gifts, our spiritual gifts, our motivational gifts, our ministry gifts. If you didn't know that there was a difference, if you don't know what yours are, come to Civic Steps. We'll be running another one in a couple of months, uh, and that'll be a great night for you to come and learn about your own gifts and how you might be able to proactively serve the church and serve people with what God has gifted you and you alone. We recognize that they are gifts. They're not things for us to hold on to, but they are given to us to serve, to serve people, to serve our families, to serve our community, and of course, to serve our church. We're contributors, not consumers. This is what being an active part of church life means. This is what oneness looks like in real life. It looks mature. We're growing where we work with God, we don't work against Him as He shapes and He moulds us. Not a fun process sometimes, we don't like it, He kind of grates off the sharp edges and sometimes we like the sharp edges, Um, but He wants to change us and He wants to mature us as we grow up in the things of God. Um, We submit and we surrender to this process, Uh, we're teachable, we're not stubborn, (laughs) teachable, not stubborn. This is what, uh, this is the power of oneness. We're holistic. We're always mindful of the whole. We're thinking about the bigger picture, just like what we were speaking about. We reject this your area, your problem kind of thinking. We have no room for that. If, if there's a problem in an area, it's my problem because I belong to the whole. And I love that it starts from the top for us. Pastor Brennan is always talking about being holistic. Uh, and he was there helping us pack down from Good Friday service. Uh, he'll, he'll empty a bin after a service if it helps the team. And I love that we get to follow his example really uh, in this mind of being holistic. And of course, uh, we're a champion team, not a team of champions, which we know a champion team will win every time. Also, what it means to be in this spirit of oneness is we're loving. I mean, look at the Trinity. 
This is this perpetual loving community. Like they, they don't just do love, they, they are love. And in the same way, we need to be grounded in love um, when we're coming together in unity. We've got to start with love. When there's problems, when there's conversations to have, we've got to start with love and the believe the best in other people. We champion each other without competing or comparing. We, we know that each of us have a lane to, to swim in and we cheer people on for that lane. We don't try and swim in that lane. We don't get jealous of that lane or envious of that lane or critical of that lane, but we cheer them on. That's your lane and I'm so excited that you're swimming in it. We're a trusting team, not a fearful one. That's right. That's the opposite of trust, fear. You know, those insecurities will come up or things will, will, will come to the surface, but we want to be a trusting team. This is what it means to serve in unity and to serve out of that spirit of oneness, active, mature, holistic, and loving. This is what we want to be, right, as a people, as an individual, and as a church. Can I have the team to come and join me? As we close up this morning, I'm going to ask a really obvious question. Can we do any of this on our own? <laughs> no. <laughs> the answer is absolutely hands down, no way, Jose. <laughs> we absolutely need the Holy Spirit's help. Why? Because people bug people. <laughs> and I bug people. <laughs> We need the Holy Spirit's help to help us come together in unity, to always prioritize this spirit and this heart of oneness, not to be interested in division and separation and segregation, but to be interested in unity and oneness. Paul writes again in Colossians 1, but we receive directly from him and his life supplies vitality to every part of his body through the joining ligaments connecting us all as one. He is the divine head who guides his body and causes it to grow by the supernatural power of God, a.k.a. the Holy Spirit. Oh, we need him. We need him to help us grow as one. Yes, we each have a responsibility to decrease and allow Jesus to increase. We each have a responsibility to obey what God is asking us to do. We each have a responsibility to grow and to mature. But he is the one that's, got, that's working with our hearts. He's the one that's making us one and drawing us together, calling us together. He knows the pattern. He's been existing in the pattern forever. And he knows how it works. And he wants it for us. This power and this spirit of oneness. So for the growth and the health of the church and for the ones who are yet to come to Jesus, because this is a real demonstrating factor, that when we do work together as one, people look at it and go, how are you working together as one? Your team is so varied and diverse, and yet there is this singularity of purpose and heart and spirit and culture. It's really amazing. It's really astounding. We speak the love and reality of God when we serve out of oneness and oneness. So let's demonstrate this spirit of oneness in our teams, whatever we're, whatever we're, wherever we're serving and whatever we're doing. Let's embody this spirit of oneness in our church because we know that there is power in oneness. Amen? Amen. I'm going to pray for you. Why don't you stand with me this morning as I pray and just before the team close us out. Father, we're grateful. I mean, that could just be the prayer. <laughs> Father, we are so very grateful uh, that we get to call this church home. 
We're so grateful that you have, uh, in your divine wisdom and purposes, you've called us into this spiritual home to plant and to grow. We're thankful for that, God. We're thankful, God, that we get to uh, be active and mature and holistic and loving in this place. God, to outwork your ultimate purpose, to serve the cause of Christ. That's every one of our hearts. And I pray, God, that whatever you've been speaking to people about this morning, Lord, that you help them put action to it. You help them, God, be able to outwork that in all the spaces that they're in, whether it's in their families, in their community, God, in the church, wherever it might be, in their workplace. God, I pray that you help them, give them the strategy and the strength to be able to outwork what you've been speaking to them. We thank you, God, for all of our team. We thank you for all of the hearts and all of the faithfulness. God, even above the tasks and the duties and the effort, God, we thank you for their hearts for you and their faithfulness to what you've asked them to do. We pray such a blessing. God, we pray for the rest of the week, God, that you just help us be able to spend that time with you, listen to what you've been speaking us to about uh, and, and outwork that. We thank you, God. We do. We give you all the praise. You are worthy of it all. And we, we know we serve ultimately you in everything that we do. So God, let our hearts be true. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, again, happy Volunteers Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your day uh, and hopefully uh, be seeing you guys next Sunday for Future Sound. See ya.